Okay guys, welcome back. This video is going to be a little bit tougher for me to get through. It's probably going to have some unpopular opinions as well. Um, look, I'm, first man is for all men. I want to help all men. I don't care how I get there. I want to help everybody. And not all of us are exactly the same. You know, we grow up different. We have different cultures. So there's different advice for different people. And there's different strengths. There's different weaknesses. Now, I wanted to make this video because, like I said, first man is for all men. And I'm coming from a point of helping rather than a point of pointing the... Rather than a position of pointing the finger and saying, you're doing this wrong or this is bad or whatever. It's just an observation of what I've seen in my life of being around different cultures of people and how it's affecting their level of success or their level of, um, let's say, ability to achieve success. So, you know, rather than attack me, please, like in the comments, just appreciate that I've made this I'm, I'm being quite brave and quite bold speaking about this because I don't think anybody is, especially anybody who's white. Um, so in short, the video is about how male culture impacts success. So I'm going to start with white people because I'm white and shock, spoiler alert. And um, I think a lot of white people, here's the problem with a lot of white people when it comes to success, is that it's been too good for too long. It's been too easy. So the parents might not be rich, but they're middle class. So a lot of my friends that I was growing up with, today they're not ambitious. Today they're not driven. In in this era, they're not really motivated to do more because their parents had, they weren't millionaires, but they had 200000 in their bank account. They gave the kid 20000 30000 to go to university, pay off their fees, whatever, and live a good life. Or maybe they let them stay at home, bum around with a with a bar job for two or three more years than they should have let them because they're like, well, we've got money, it's fine. And I think in a lot of white families, white culture, a lot of men are able to do that because, you know, the families have just had it too good. You know, a white child will be bad at school and the parents will come in and shout at the teacher rather than the other way around. You know, we'll get onto black families later and Indian families and other families, but I always saw other cultures shouting at their kids and saying, what the fuck are you doing? You know, we're sending you to school and you're messing up. You know, whereas a lot of white families would be, you know, protective of the child. And then when they got home, they'd be like, oh, that teacher's an idiot. And then they'd make their dinner, you know, and then they'd drive them to school in the morning. You know, everything was put on a plate. Everything was too easy. And I see that in culture today like I was very close to having that myself my, my dad was very tough so I think it gave me a very tough mentality but in the early days my dad was earning quarter of a million a year just installing petrol pumps like a real big tough guy just installing petrol pumps made a lot of money we were having like three or four luxury holidays a year and then the business started to do that because he got competition from the big wigs like Tesco and at 14 he left and my life got turned on his head and then me and mum were pretty much broke. We had no money. We had to, you know, it was the situation where you've got like £10 to last you two weeks and stuff like that. And when you live one side of the coin and the other, I see what people mean by white privilege. I'm like, oh, fuck, I would never have known how good I had it had I not experienced the other side of the coin where we have to move to a much smaller house where we've got no money, etc. And that toughened me up. And I think it's the reason why I've got businesses, why I'm an entrepreneur, why I'm so driven today. Is because, yeah, my dad was tough. He was a tough guy. He was an entrepreneur himself. He drove those kind of traits into me. But living that tough life allowed me to become like him rather than 
you know, being a softer version. Because you see that a lot. You know, you get that one person who grinds, like 50 Cent grinds. His son becomes really soft and abusive and they don't really like each other. They fell out because one grew up rich, one grew up poor. Whether they're blood or not, it's very difficult. And it happens a lot in white culture where it's just too easy for kids. And a lot of white, ki- a lot of white guys growing up today... You know, like I said, life is too easy for them. So they, they find it very hard to achieve success because they're not willing to stay in that trench when shit gets hard or they're not willing to get 50 no's because they're so used to having yeses. And if they didn't get a yes, their parents would go in and say, why isn't he getting a yes? Or I'll pay extra money so he can get a yes. Bang, he's at the top of the list. You know, like Will Smith and Suicide Squad when he's like, I need you to wipe. I need you to white dad that shit or I need you to white people that shit or something. He was like, where my daughter needs to go to like an Ivy League school, like pay for them to get in. I think that's true a lot of the time. I see that a lot. Maybe not paying for them to get in, but telling them that it's not their fault, that it's okay to come second, it's okay to be average, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, As we saw at the start with the gorilla smashing through the wall, it's not okay to be average, but so many people are willing to do it because they're like, well, you know, I've never been taught differently. It's been acceptable in my family to not do enough because they know they're going to be okay. Because as long as one person in a generation, in three or four generations, does okay, the next three or four generations are fine after that because they've got assets to pass down. You know, houses are only going up in value. Let's say your parents were earning 60000 per year over 30 years of their career. They're going to have a house that might be worth 600000 either when they die or they might give you equity in the house prior or you, they can borrow on top of their current mortgage so that you can get your own house. You know, you have so many options and I know people that are currently roughly my age and they're still unemployed and they're still at home with parents, but if their parents died, they probably inherit half a million. So they're not worried, you know, and that, I think that's the biggest problem that's affecting white guys growing up today or white people, but white guys because it's first man. And I think that's what's really letting a lot of white people down. So the second category is going to be black guys. And um, before I get attacked, my missus is black and Indian. So I can cover the both categories that we're going to get to next. Uh, I, I feel like when people are like, oh, but my, you know, my friend's black. It's like you could still be racist. But if you're sleeping with that person, I think that's a bit different. Um, but with a lot of black guys, what I've seen is that the culture says things like, and this isn't everybody, guys, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but this is what I've seen for a lot of black guys, is that it's like get a haircut once a week to stay clean, to stay fresh. There's a massive precedence on having the nicest car, you know, a real expensive car that you might have to get on finance or that you can't really afford, but it makes you look good because you feel like the man. You know, having the nicest clothes. I see so many black guys wearing expensive clothes all the time. You know, the latest shoes, the latest clothes, the latest this, the latest that. You know, just having all the most expensive stuff because they like to look good. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. Like I said at the start, I'm not here to point fingers. I'm saying that that's part of the culture. The part of the culture is to look good. It's a cultural thing. Like, a lot of black guys have got a ton of testosterone. There's a lot more alpha males, I think, on average than there are in any other race group or any other culture. And I think there's a higher level of competition where it's like, you're muscular, I'm muscular, we've both got good genetics slash DNA, we're both confident men, you know, we're both ambitious and we're both hustlers. If I have a better car than you, I one-up you. And I think there's a lot of that going on. And I honestly think with the drive, ambition, and like I said before, the white guys have got it too easy. On majority, you know, it's not all of us. Some of us had it hard. But a lot of white guys have got it so easy. A lot of black guys have had it hard growing up. 
black guys have got all the tools to be successful entrepreneurs, to be multi-millionaires. You know, they're intuitive because of the way that they had to grow up. But what a lot of them are doing is spending their money on shit that they don't need, you know, to in- impress women or to kind of live a lifestyle that society has kind of pushed on them or a culture has built around, you know, to kind of fit that stereotype as such. Or, you know, if I, you, you look at somebody like a young black footballer or a young black boxer or something like that or a hip-hop artist, the first thing they do is buy a house, a car, the chains, etc. And like I said, guys, this isn't everybody. I know plenty of black guys that don't do that. But I think if a lot more younger black guys realize that that's going on and that's happening and they're spending money that they don't need to be spending, especially on things like cars, I think jewelry is very much a racist stereotype. I think it happens, but I think it's definitely like I saw KSI bought a quarter of a million pound chain. That's insane. I just just don't know why you do that. You know, and then, like I said, there's clothes and stuff like that, dating women, cars, whatever it might be. Like everything has to be the top end. Everything has to be quite flashy. And I don't feel like that's needed. I feel like if more black guys with the traits that they have put more money into their business, into developing themselves, with those original traits that they have, I think so many young black guys could be multi-millionaires by 28, 30 years old if they started doing that at 18. Because what I see is black guys dressed really, really well, me not dressed that well. I see black guys with an amazing car, me without a car right now. Yeah, And I'm like... I. Like some of them, I know some of them, and it's like you're you're not doing better than me, but you have better shit than me, like a lot better, way better, like a house that's way bigger. And I'm like, I've got a feeling you're really struggling. I've got a feeling that you're stretching yourself just for appearances' sake, or just to get more women. And like I said, I know it's part of the culture, but it's like at some point you have to humble yourself and say, okay, I'm going to step back. I'm going to take the shit on the chin. I'm going to have people say to me, oh, yeah, he's not, you know, he's he's not the man. He's not got this. He's not got that, you know. His shoe game's weak. His whatever, you know, his car's shit. It's like, just take it. Just take it on the chin. It is what it is, you know. Just take that confidence hit. But just know that further down the line, you're going to be, you know, at the top and you're going to have that last laugh. Because you look at somebody like Mayweather, that guy's burning through like two, three million a month. And I think there was a study which said that when you haven't had it, you want, you you spend a lot more because you're not used to having that money. Like so many guys in the NFL, just young guys in general, spend all their money and they have nothing left at the end of it. And I think that happens a lot with black culture where, like I'm very mad at GoDaddy at the moment because I see GoDaddy using a lot of black actors to kind of advertise domain names, set up a business and push that on black people, which is fine. But I feel like the education part needs to come first and say, here's the dangers, here's the pitfalls. Instead of going, oh, a lot of young black men are ambitious want to start businesses and they don't want to be sat in an office in a nine-to-five job taking orders from a boss because the culture doesn't really portray that okay let's use that as an advantage to make ourselves richer it's like no let's educate let's help let's say you don't need to spend on this and that and whatever but that's that's how i think a lot more black guys can become super successful is to worry less about appearance and the stuff that comes with the culture Save that money, sacrifice yourself, maybe get a haircut once a month, once every two months. Just look shit. Get no women for three, four years it is what it is. I fucking did it. You know, I was cutting my own hair. When I had hair, I was cutting it all. It looked terrible. You know, everybody was saying, oh, you've let yourself go. It just didn't matter because I knew that I had those natural entrepreneurial traits, the testosterone, the drive, etc. which is why I actually think I'm, I'm more similar to black guys in that sense. And that's how I feel like I can make this video and relate 
that I think if more black guys did that, they'd be multi-millionaires in a couple of years. You just have the traits for it. It's just set up perfectly. Now, a lot of Asian families and Indian guys especially, I've got a ton, a ton of guys that are like my best friends that are Indian guys, and I see a lot in their culture that they stay at home for a lot longer, which is a fucking smart idea. It's a great idea because you save so much more money. That money you can then invest, you can move forward, etc. It's a great idea. They're always smart with money. The parents feed them fantastic like traits down the line you know they stay knitted as a family where it's like i'll help you you help me and the entire system is perfect except one thing it's too easy so it's similar to the way that white kids have got it but a lot of asian families will work very fucking hard for their money it's not generational a lot of asian families are maybe first generation rich, second generation rich, you know, it's not that far down the line, or they're not rich, they've just worked hard and saved their money and done very well with it, and they have great financial knowledge. But then I feel like if you're allowed to, for example, I've got Indian friends that they're able to go home at night and a meal's been cooked for them by their parents, so they don't have to do that, or their washing's been done for them. They have a car and the parents pay the car insurance because they say, well, you know, if you save on that money, it will set you up better for life. They're allowed to stay at home well into their 30s, 40s, etc. Marriage is one that really fucks them, really fucks them, really brings them down, has a massive bill, kids, etc. That's really really pushed on by the culture, the family. Um, You know, I definitely think there's positives in that, that where... You know, the family are doing stuff for you. It means you've got spare time and you probably are going to become more successful because you've got that spare time. But you don't get what the black guys have, which is that mentality up there where it's like that drive, that grit your teeth and really want to fucking succeed. You know, if we could combine all the cultures, we could have Superman. And that's one thing you need to recognize. You need to be self-aware. And like I said, a lot of Indian guys don't realize how good they've got it. Like when I speak to my Indian friends, they're like, what, you have to, you have to cook? I'm like, yeah, of course I have to cook. I live on my own. Oh, okay. Well, that's crazy. What about when you live with your mum? I'm like, yeah, I had to cook. I had to clean. She was never there. She was working two or three jobs. But they'll always have somebody there to cook, to clean, to do this, to do that, to pay this bill. You don't have to pay rent. So they've got this spare income and they're able to, they're able to buy more things. And yeah, they save it. A lot of Indian guys do. Other cultures are a little bit different. But, and I think young Indians are, are terrible at this now. All my young Indian friends, they're spending money like it's going out of fashion. They got the nicest, fanciest cars, like Gucci shoes, Gucci shades. And you're like, you don't need this. And I think it's just they're becoming like white families where it's been so easy for so long. But I think Asian families are better with money that the effect is almost doubled down. But I think in a way it's made a lot of young Asian men a little bit softer where they don't want to, like I said, grit their teeth and go through with the tough times. And where things have been so easy, it's hard to understand how good it's been for you. So I remember when I moved from my little town to Toronto, I looked around and I was like, everybody's having a meeting about a meeting to organize a meeting, to set up a meeting so that they can have a meeting, to have a final meeting, to meet and find and sign stuff off. And I was like, I want to get shit done yesterday. This is moving too slowly for me because I saw the opportunity there and how much was available, the resources, the amount of money, the population. It was just a different story for me. And I feel like if a lot of Asian kids moved to poverty-stricken families, you know, or had that money stripped, or when they move out and they start looking at, like, rent prices, um, how much it costs to do this, you know, doing the shopping every week, doing the house chores, getting home, being tired after a 12-hour day and then having to cook, and then still having to hit the gym and do all these other things collectively, 
they then realize how good they got it and they'd make the most of that time. And it's not their fault, it's just a cultural thing. And like I said, it's, it's fantastic that the family's helped them and it sets them up better for life and the parents are only doing what they think's best. But it's very much like university. University is the perfect environment to become super successful, but nobody uses it right. Everyone gets drunk, sleeps with girls, you know, sleeps in every night, every day, sorry. But you've got smart people with a range of different skills all in one environment with loads of spare time. You've all got student loans, you've got spare money. You know, you don't have any other commitments. You could all start a business and make a shit ton of money. And a lot of some people do. There's a small group of people who go to uni and do that and take advantage. But the majority use it for the other shit. And they fuck up. And I feel like that's the same with a lot of Asian guys where they don't realize they've got the perfect concoction in one area. And they're not using it to the full advantage. But like I said, guys, there's multiple pros and cons to various cultures. This isn't a video to attack this is this is a video, and I don't care if it affects the First Man brand. I'll always make videos like this and put them out there. Because like I said, first man, is for, first man is for helping all men. So whatever I've seen to do to help men of all cultures, I will put out there and I will do to, you know, obviously see if I can see if I can say something or do something which is beneficial to various people so be mindful of that in the comments and if you want to have a discussion if you think I'm wrong more than happy to do so but I honestly think that's the three things affecting white people black people or sorry white men black men and Asian men right now and I could get onto various other groups of men but that's the only three that I've really looked into that I've seen and I think if all three groups recognized and were self-aware of their own problems the success could be like that.